Hello again, uh, this is Richard Spangler, and this is part two of the teaching on the passion of God from my book, The Covenants and the Fire. You can obtain it on Amazon.com. Again, that's The Covenants and the Fire uh, on Amazon.com if you want to follow along as we teach. The second teaching is going to be dealing with Abraham and the Fiery Torch, or Abraham and the Fire. Uh, this begins. Uh, this story begins to unfold in Genesis 15. After the rescue of Lot, Abram has gone and rescued his his nephew from uh, from Sodom and Gomorrah that was overrun by an enemy. He comes back. He restores he restores the kings and um, he walks away from taking earthly goods. But as he's coming along, as he comes back, he meets uh, Melchizedek, king of Salem and a priest of the Most High God. And Abraham gives him a tenth of all that he has. He makes an offering to Melchizedek. Now, this is before the covenant's ever established. He know he knows in his heart it's right to give to God. So the basis of, I'll just say this as a little extra, the basis of tithing comes from a willing heart to give. So it's not only what God wants us to do, but it also has to come from our heart. And we could preach on that. A lot more but we won't we'll just move forward here and in genesis 15 god appears to abram and abram is still childless and abram asks is eliezer what going to be the one because eliezer's his servant his lead servant his number one guy uh i assume he had a position of be a little bit more than a servant he was he was probably he was second in command to abram and he, he had a relationship with Abram that goes beyond servanthood and master. So that's a good question God asks. Is Eliezer the one? And in Genesis 15, 4 through 5, the word of the Lord came to him and said, This man will not be your heir, but the son of, who is of your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look at the sky and count the stars. And if you can indeed count them, so shall your offspring be. This is an amazing point. Here's Abram. He is... Oh, very old at this point and he he knows he's past childbearing he knows sarah his wife is past childbearing years and he brings up this question he's still he's still believing god but he's beginning to question how it's going to happen how often we do that we get uh, again and in verse six abram believed god and it was accounted to him for righteousness so even though the natural looked impossible he still believed god and we see that that is an interesting discussion. How do how do I know? We Abram asked, "How do I know?" You know, we can ask God, like Abram. We can have faith. He did not stop. He did not let his doubt stop believing the Lord. Abram's faith brings about a covenant between him and the Lord, as we see in Genesis fifteen nine through twenty one. In verses 17 and 18, God made a covenant with Abram, and there was a smoking pot, fire, a blazing torch, fire, both symbolic of God. The fire pot in Hebrew means a furnace, a fire. A furnace is generally used to purify, and the Holy Spirit is the purifier and the creator. It was the Holy Spirit that moved upon the face of the deep and created what was spoken. The blazing torch, the fire of God, symbolizes the totality of God. His presence, his power, his love. God bonded himself to Abram in this covenant. So here we have 
an amazing thing happening. We have we have an offering, a sacrifice made by Abram. Smoke appears, then a then a, bla- a smoking a fiery pot, and then a blazing torch passing through. And all of this, these are these are manifestations of God with the covenant. There are several manifestations. This is a key for us to realize. And this is the first mention of the fire of God in the Bible. In first mention, it mentions the fire of God. The blazing torch. It comes about that Abram is having a new experience, a new revelation of God. So we see this is going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a major point in his life. After this, everything shifted for Abram and Sarai. Abram's name was changed to Abraham. And Sarai became Sarah. Abraham is now called a friend of God from God's point, from this point forward. God, God calls him his friend. Even when they tried to help God out with his plan, God, and they messed up with uh, having Ishmael, they had Ishmael. Uh, you know, the Haggai, being a servant, did as her mistress said. And there's some points there about servanthood and slavery that we can talk about. But it, it, the plan of God was for Abraham and Sarah to have children, not Abraham and Haggai. So Abraham tried to help God out. And we know when we do that, things go awry. But God did not condemn him. He did not say the covenant's over. He said, nope, we're going to go forward. God reveals his, after this, God reveals his plans to Abraham, which led to the savoring of Lot and his daughters. Remember, Abraham, God comes to him, they break a meal, and the, 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 the Trinity gets up to leave, and he says, what am I going to, I'm not going to tell my friend what I'm going to do. And he tells Abraham, this is a relationship, this is an establishment of a relationship. And, and then we see uh, Abraham, uh, he he bargains with God. In other words, he sits down and has he, he you know what about a hundred? What about ten? And then finally, God goes and uh, goes forward, and he brings Lot out and his daughters out because of his relationship, not with Lot, but with Abraham. And Abraham continues to prosper under this covenant. The covenant's an amazing thing. And the covenant continues, and Ab- the child Isaac is born. And in this, God, not only in the covenant, God tells Abraham the good things. He gives him warnings. He tells Abraham that of some upcoming events that are not particularly good. In Genesis 15, 13 through 16, as a part of the covenant, Abraham tells him of 400 years of slavery to his descendants. Now, how would you like to be in a position where you're making a covenant with God and God speaks to you and says, but I'm going to bless you, but there's going to be 400 years where your, fam- where your descendants, your children's children are going to be in slavery for 400 years. And then God reveals that God will bring him out with great possessions. He will bring them out with great possessions. At the end, he'll bring it forth to deliver. But the important thing to remember is that Abram remembered all. Abraham remembered all this. This is a personal agreement between God and Abraham. Abraham was committing all that he has and committing God, and God is committing all that he has to Abraham and his descendants. This is the beginning of a personal relationship between God and Abraham, and it starts with fire. 
it starts with a manifestation of love. And it's a powerful thing that we got to understand here that fire not only means, not only stands for power, but it stands for love. It's God saying, I love you, Abraham. I'm going to move with you. I'm going to stand with you. I'm committing myself to you. So here we have Abraham and the fiery torch. We have the smoking pot. We have the smoke. We have the, the fire. We have the torch of God being passed through. And we have this covenant being made between a man and God. And from that point on, everything in Abram's life changed. He became Abraham. And Sarai became Sarah. And the amazing thing, even when there was doubt when things happened, and uh, they laughed, and Sarah laughed at God, and God said, you know, I see her laughing. You know, he knew. He knew. The covenant was still there. The love was still there. The plan of God was still there. So we see this as a multifaceted covenant. And every covenant, whether it's a personal covenant with God, or a national or international or world covenant with God, which we'll talk about later, they are multifaceted and their every covenant has manifestations has multiple manifestations which we will see as we go through and this is a key to what we're going to talk about in the future so we have abraham having a revelation having a covenant with god his son isaac renews the covenant with god and then it goes on further and then jacob who fought with God, has the covenant renewed with God. He fought with God. He wrestled with the angel. He had a, he had a personal encounter in multiple ways with God. And, and, and he is blessed. And then accordingly, it comes down to where uh, Jacob's life catches up with him a little bit as he, as he deceives Latham. And it catches up with him with his, with his own sons selling Joseph into slavery. And Joseph rising up to become a great ruler and a deliverer for the for the for Egypt and for the world because of the famine that comes. So God used Abraham not only to bless his family, but to bless the, the families and the, and the whole earth. And then we see it descend into the four hundred years of slavery. As God had spoken, a different king arose, a different Pharaoh arose. But coming back to these points here, we, we've got to remember that Abraham was not perfect. He questioned God. He said, you know, how am I going to know this? And God says, I just showed you the stars and said, you know, <laughs> you could have said that to him. But no, he made covenant. He knew that God understood what Abraham was asking for. He understood what Abram was asking for. He understood the idea of covenant. God created a covenant long before Abram. He made a covenant with Noah to save him in the ark. He made a covenant with Adam and Eve when he created them. You know, you do, you, you, I want you to be here. I want you to be in relationship with me. Covenant is all about relationship. We have, sometimes we think covenant is all about do's and don'ts, laws and regulations. No, it's about relationship. And here we see this with Abraham establishing he's been a servant of God. He still calls himself a servant of God from that point on, but God calls him a friend. From this point where they walk in covenant, their friendship is established by God.
that's an amazing thing. And then God blesses Abraham, even when he messes up, even when he has the affair with Haggai, with his wife's permission, and they have they have Ishmael. Even when Abraham, even after all this, he's still unsure of what God does. He, 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 he When he gives his wife to another man, because she's beautiful, and, and God goes to the dream to the king and says, you know, if you touch her, I'm going to kill you. And the king comes back and says, prophet, get out of here. You're trying to destroy me. Take care. Here, take. He gives him all this wealth and says, go. Leave. So Abraham was protected by God even when he was trying to do, do things that weren't right. God still brought correction. There's, there's so much here to unpack about God's love and mercy towards Abraham. The number of times that Abraham tried to figure it out and do it on his own. How often are we like that? But the important thing is to remember this is the first point where we see the fire of God mentioned. And the fire of God is more than the power of God. As we will find out later, it's the love of God. It's the passion of God. It's God's passion for Abraham. It's God's passion for the world. It's God's love for the earth. And we're going to talk about that as we go through. This is just a foundation for what we're going into next. We're going to look at, at Moses and the, with the fire, with the with the burning bush, a powerful example of another covenant being made with another man to do something that God wants done. So stand by for that. It's going to be an exciting adventure as we walk through all of these covenants over the next several weeks. And this is just the first one. This is this is the this is the basis. This is the start of God making covenant with man and bringing the fire of God into every covenant. As we go through this, you'll see the fire of God every time there's a covenant or a renewal of covenant, a major event in history, God's fire is there. And multiple manifestations of God occur every time there's a covenant. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you. Lord, we thank you for this word. Lord, we thank you for showing us Abraham for taking us back to Abraham and the covenant that was made there and the fact that you showed up in a multifaceted way. You showed yourself strong. You showed yourself as powerful. And Lord God, you showed yourself as merciful, loving, caring. And Lord God, we thank you for that. Even at the beginning of the covenants, God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your passion for us. And Lord God, we ask right now that we would walk in covenant relationship with you, God. We have the best covenant of all, Jesus Christ. And Lord God, we know we mess up. We know we make mistakes. And Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you for the example of Abraham, one who was a man who believed, but still had his issues, still had his questions. And Lord God, we thank you for, for using him to show us how to walk with you and how to be in relationship with you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, next the next lesson will be on Moses and the burning bush. Another very powerful covenant. And many things happened there that we will be talking about. And of course, you can follow along by ordering the book from Amazon.com, The Covenants and the Fire. Um, just, um, just go order it today. It'll be a blessing to this ministry. And it'll be a blessing to you. And thank you again. And until we meet again, God bless you.